Let's open with prayer. My heavenly Father, I thank you that you loved us first. And you sent Jesus. And he paid for us. And then that sacrifice that he made for us, Father, you accepted it. I thank you, Father, for grace on this meeting right now. What we don't deserve, what we didn't ask for, half the time we didn't even want, but you did anyway. Father, I thank you for that grace on this meeting. And Father, open our eyes that we can see. Open our ears that we can hear. And our hearts like Lydia, that we can attend unto the things which are spoken. Turn us from darkness to light. From the power of Satan unto you. And we ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. If you will turn with me to 2 Timothy 2, 24. We're going to take a look at a verse here. This is the love of God for us. Oh, if we can only comprehend how much God loves us. All right, it says in verse 24 of 2 Timothy 2, And the servant of the Lord must not strive, but be gentle unto all men, apt to teach patience. And then this is the verse I want to get to. In meekness. Instructing those that oppose themselves. Instructing those that oppose themselves. Who would oppose themselves? Oh, we do. We do. If you consider how you feel ever, if you consider your circumstances, you are opposing yourself. I'm going to say it again. If you go by your feelings, or if you go by the circumstances that you see and are in, you are opposing yourself. How can that be? It says, if God, um, in meekness, instructing those that oppose themselves, and I have been there, if God, peradventure, will give them repentance, repentance, Oh, when the Methodist church, when I was in the Methodist church, repentance meant don't, you know, don't pick up that beer. Put it all away, throw it out. Repentance, that word repentance means to change the way you're thinking. That's what repentance means. Change your mind. Change your mind. Change the way you're thinking. So if you oppose yourself, you've got to change the way you're thinking. That's all. Change the way you're thinking. If you oppose yourself, if you go by your feelings and your circumstances and what you hear, you're opposing yourself. You have to change the way you're thinking. You have to repent. That's what repentance means. Okay? I've got to change the way I'm thinking. So, what do I change it to? Because right now it looks like there'll be no money. I'm going to be sick forever. And this situation's never going to change. Change the way you're thinking. Let's go on. It says, if God will peradventure give them repentance, let them change the way they're thinking to the acknowledging of the truth. Change the way you're thinking to the acknowledging of the truth. 
change the way you're thinking, what you see, what you hear, what you feel, change the way you're thinking into the truth. All right? Now, what's the truth? What's the truth? I want out of this mess. What is the truth? Let's go to Ephesians 1, 13. We are just going to step by step get out of our trouble. Ephesians 1, 13. It says, in whom you also trusted. This is the Apostle Paul speaking. After you heard the word of truth. There's truth. After you heard the word of truth. Okay. What is the truth? It says it in the next phrase. After that you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation. The gospel of your salvation. There's the truth I have to change my thinking to. I've got to change by opposing myself and how I, if I go by my feelings, if I go by my circumstances, if I go by what I see and what I hear, I've got to change the way I'm thinking and believe the truth, acknowledge the truth, walk in the truth. What is the truth? The truth is the gospel. The truth is the gospel. The gospel. How can that be above my situation? Oh, it is so far above your situation. It is the answer to your situation. It is the power to change that situation. So how do we believe it? What is that gospel? First go with me to 1 Corinthians 15. What is the gospel that is the truth that I have to believe in? What is that gospel? Simple. 1 Corinthians 15, I'm going to begin in verse 1 just so we see the definition. It says, Moreover, brethren, I declare unto you the gospel. This is the Apostle Paul speaking to the Corinthians, a bunch of, a bunch of Gentiles. They weren't Jews, but they walked in that power. Oh, they had all the gifts. They had all the gifts. They had prophecy. They had gifts of healing. They had the gifts of working of miracles. They had it all. How, why? Because they believed this. Because they believe this. Moreover, brethren, I declare unto you the gospel which I preached unto you, which you also received. That's why they had the power. They believed that gospel. They believed that gospel. When you see the power of God start to work, there is nothing more glorious. There is nothing more exciting, more peaceful. Oh, okay. By which you have received and wherein you stand. They stood in that gospel. By which also you are saved. You're saved. That word saved means, that means anything you need. That gospel will take care of your money situation. Did you know that? That gospel will find the house you're looking for. That gospel will bring you your job that you've been desperately needing. The gospel will bring it. That gospel will bring healing to your body. That gospel will bring peace to your soul. And if you believe that gospel, that gospel will drag your children to God whether they want to or not. That's the power of the gospel. All right, verse 3, here it is. For I delivered unto you first of all that which I also received. Here is the gospel. Here is the truth that we need to believe in. How that Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures. And that he was buried. 
and that he rose again the third day according to the scriptures. That is the definition, the bona fide definition of the gospel that we have to put our trust in. We have to look at, change our mind to, so that we can get out of the situations we're in. We don't want to oppose ourselves. We want the power of God in our life. We want the love of God manifested in our situations. And you know what? God wants to manifest himself to you. God loved you enough to send Jesus to save you, to take your sin, to take your poverty, to take your sickness. He loved you enough. He sent Jesus to do that for you. And you know when he loved you? Do you know when God loved you? When you hated him. When you were a real mess. A real mess. That's when he loved you. You know the wonderful thing about God? You don't have to clean up the mess before you go to him. You do not have to clean up your mess before you go to God. You don't have to. You know what the one, you know, that's like waiting to go to the hospital until you stop bleeding. God knew the situation you were in and going to be before he even sent Jesus for you. That is the love of God. God loved you when he knew what a mess you were. And he sent Jesus anyway. Because he loved you. And he wants you out of that mess. And the only way to get you out of that mess was that Jesus had to come. And he had to die in your place with your sins and your sicknesses and your poverty and all the other things that you were involved in. Jesus had to take it on himself and die in your place. And you know what he did. He not only did that, he went to the lowest part of hell and paid for you. Went to hell for you. Is that love or what? He went to hell for you. But you don't know what I did. He does. He paid for it. He knows exactly what you've gotten yourself into. He knows because he paid for it. And that sacrifice he made, the Father sent him. And that sacrifice he made for you when he was raised from the dead, that was the Father saying he accepted that sacrifice. He accepted the sacrifice that Jesus made on your behalf. It's been accepted. I have had, have, I have had, I still have them every once in a while, days that I feel like I'm a worthless piece of something. And I have learned to stand up and not consider how I feel. And not consider the circumstances that I'm in. And not consider what I hear people saying about me. Or, or the devil talking to me. Not to consider that. But what to consider? That Jesus died for me. I consider only that. That Jesus died for me. That he had my sin on his body. That's the truth. Not how I feel, not the circumstances, the truth 
that I have to change my mind to is to look at this. Jesus died for me. Jesus carried my sin. Jesus justified me by his blood. I refuse to look at how I feel. I refuse to look at the circumstance. I refuse to consider it. I refuse to let it take over me. I am going to believe, trust in, that that blood justified me. That blood sanctified me. It doesn't matter how I feel. Well, I don't feel justified by the blood of Jesus. I'm justified anyway. Well, I don't feel sanctified by the blood of Jesus. I'm sanctified anyway. Well, I don't feel prosperous by the sacrifice of Jesus and his grace. I'm rich anyway. Do you hear the mind changing? Do you hear the heart changing and believing that gospel? I don't care the sickness. I'm not going to look at it. Jesus paid for my sickness on the cross anyway. I didn't even ask him to. But he did it anyway. That's believing the gospel. And sometimes you have to say it to yourself a hundred times in five minutes. But you know what? That gospel... The power of that gospel will burst through your unbelief. You're, you're opposing yourselves that it will burst through it. And you will come out on top in the power of God. And whatever is opposing you has to bow Amen. at that name of Jesus. Every situation. Every situation. Every situation was conquered by the gospel. Every situation. When Jesus stepped out of that tomb, the Father said it was enough. It was enough for you. It was enough for every one of us. It was enough. The Father isn't looking for you to do anything else but believe. Change your mind. Change the way you're thinking and believe what Jesus did for you on the cross. And that's, you'll get the victory. Amen? Amen. Now, for those of you that, have, that haven't been born again, you want part of this? Oh, you want part of this. It'll bring you peace in the middle of war. It'll bring you peace in the middle of war. You need to have Jesus in your heart. You need to be born again. Jesus said it. Jesus said you must be born again. It's not hard to be born again. It's very simple. Thank God Jesus made it simple. Say this prayer with me. With me sincerely. And you will be born again. Jesus. Come into my heart. Be Lord of my life. Lead me, teach me, fix me. And I ask this in your name, Jesus. Amen. Welcome to the family. Amen. Amen. Let me hear from you. Email me at the letters. KD 
at kdwol.com. That's KD, Kathy Davidson, at kdwol.com. And visit my website to listen to the messages again or to download them free of charge at kdwol.com. Until next time, God bless.